Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode of the Nolcast. Been a while since we have since spoken, and certainly there's a lot going on. Uh, we will do a full kind of signing day recap, recruiting class recap. Um, but honestly, we thought the conversation that we're going to have is probably more timely. And so this episode will be dedicated exclusively to the news of the day, and that is that Florida State follows through on a rumor that I know you and I had both heard about for quite a while and had been bounced around as to when and if this would actually come to fruition. But here on uh, the 22nd day of December 2023, Florida State has officially thrown a legal spear into the ground, if you will, and Florida State is suing the ACC on uh, a couple different counts that we can get into with my talented uh co-host who happens to have a good legal background but this will be a special episode of the Nolcast. dun 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 or that was i tried to do a breaking We're news doing the CNN. there uh, dun, dun, dun. trying to do the acc or the the acc the abc the dun i can't do it i'm not going to try it again i messed All up right. the news sounder we're going to be talking legal suing and other things i actually think we should continue to do sounders because that allows more people to jump into the chat hit that like button you know share this in their group chats uh all of my group chats apparently are attorneys as well. I didn't realize this, but now that is uh, that is something that is happening. Um, so we thought we were going to be doing this on the 8th of December, uh, which is when I, I thought this was going to be uh, filed. FSU pushed this off. I, I think due in part to signing day, but I can't fully uh, confirm that. So Florida State uh, is suing the ACC. To, in an attempt to invalidate the grant of rights, okay? That's the main thing you need to know here. Uh, they're basically making a bunch of different claims for reasons why the grant of rights is uh, either illegal or unenforceable under Florida law. Um, we saw that today at the Board of Trustees emergency meeting. It was the only item on the agenda. Where do we want to start with this? Like what what Florida State is alleging, uh, what their, their their odds of success are, um, they're being repped by uh, Greenberg Charg, which is also the firm uh, that handles the Republican Party of the state of Florida. So, um, obviously, like, you know, if you're in a five hundred million dollar lawsuit, uh, you, you're going to maintain some uh, some pretty heavy hitters in the legal profession, and so that, that's that's a, a pretty you know well known. And respected firm in florida uh we say no free ads but there you go if they want to do a deal with us though i mean uh, you know hey. I, I have a feeling they'll have some billable hours that they can uh, count on moving forward and won't have any hard time uh cutting the check necessary for a humble uh multiple right. partnerships but uh no let's just talk about what you know stood out to you i think you got dragged into a call maybe right as it was happening live but you've had a chance to go back and look at it um, yeah, I had a call with my agent scheduled for 10. And I was like, all right, Graham, you 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 watch the board of trustees meeting. I'll I'll, I'll watch it at uh at, at, at 2x speed. Um all right, setting just kind of setting the table for this. If Florida State wants to leave the ACC, it owes an exit penalty of like 120 million plus what is essentially 572 million as per its estimation, uh, you know, 3x operating cost for the duration of the current grant of media rights, which is through 2036. And Florida State is shotgunning uh, six different counts here uh, at legal reasons 
why they feel uh, that this grant of rights is not valid under Florida law and should not be reduced, but just totally wiped, right? And if that happens, uh, they're gone. And they're they're just probably skipping out the door. Uh, how's your skipping, bud? I've been working on my skipping because my, 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 my four-year-old is learning how to skip at school. I, I realize I am not a great skipper uh, at, at 38. Um, yeah, I can't, can't say that I've tried that recently. Uh, but. Okay. All right. So anyway, they're basically, they're, they're, they're we, we can kind of go through the counts here if you want to. Let me pull up my notes. And um, some of these, I don't know how good they're going to be. Uh, all of this is going to, by the way, just essentially hinge on how much approval Florida State actually gave the ACC and when it gave the ACC that approval, if they did, right? Th that That's going to be the large contention in this matter. Um, so the overarching feeling here, or the, the, the theory, sorry, it's a long week, dude. You as well, obviously. Um, is that under Florida law, liquidated damages have to bear some relationship to the actual damages suffered you know, by the party against whom you're liquidating the, the, the deal, right? FSU believes that the $572 million, you know, which is the, the 3x operating costs for the remainder of the deal, constitutes liquidated damages, right? And they are claiming in a lot of different ways, that that does not actually bear, like that, that's not really close to what the the damages uh, could have been calculated to be, and thus should be construed as an unlawful penalty instead of actual liquidated damages and be struck down by the court. Does that basically make sense? Um, I should also note here that the ACC preemptively sued Florida State Thursday mm. in North Carolina Different state laws or different states' laws, excuse me, govern this stuff differently. So in Florida, the court cannot say, ah, that liquidated damages thing you, you guys agreed to is, is too much. We're, we're, we're going to half it. It's either it's good or it's zero. So that they, they, they don't um, they don't redline it. Um, so here's the deal. In North Carolina, your odds of winning this, in my opinion, are lesser. Uh, than they are winning in Florida. Uh, so, boom, like that's kind of venue is going to matter here quite a bit. Like, does FSU? Uh, it's not as simple as to say venue is everything, but venue is uh, an awful lot. Home Absolutely. field advantage is not three here. It's like 300, <laughs> you know, uh, to, to put it to a, a, a um, you know, I usually don't struggle with, with NC State in, uh, in Tallahassee, but you, you do struggle with them in Raleigh quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same thing. Just w weird stuff uh, seems to happen there. Why is my browser doing this? This is this is not great podcasting. All right. So the first count is basically it, it's restraint of trade, but it's essentially that that's just your, your antitrust count. Like if you watch Cover 3 yesterday, I was like, I, I would probably just try to shotgun some kind of antitrust on here. Breach of contract, breach of fiduciary duty, and we'll see what whatever else they they, they can throw in there. Um, how do I put this? Is this an anti-competitive deal and an 
one that, that you were not given due consideration for? Possibly. I, I don't know. This is going to come down to a lot of things that, that they did not put in the filing, right? Certain communications that will come to light in discovery. Um, I mean, there's certainly a chance that FSU ends up with egg on its face here. If the ACC is like, actually, you guys agreed to this and you expressly agreed to this and you waived, you know, two thirds uh, vote being required you know, for this and that. Uh, and there's also a chance that you get venue in your jurisdiction right and that uh, the ACC did not do a good job of keeping in, in, in uh, communication with Florida State and its member schools. And maybe uh, in acting as its agent, uh, did not do the, did, did not do its job basically of delivering value and did not go through the proper steps of approval. Now, in particular for all this, there is the 2016 extension, right? Modification of the agreement that was agreed to. And that was a, a popular topic today at the board of trustees meeting. Basically arguing, uh, that the conference didn't really give consideration just different aspects to a contract depending on uh whether you believe the contract is just offer acceptance and consideration or uh, a contract can either ex exist of three or seven things or whatever consideration is part of almost any contract um i'm not an attorney but when you start talking about one party not uh acting in a manner that it gave legitimate consideration. That's a significant claim. And basically what they're talking about is the ACC failed to act in the best manner uh, of its, of its members. Uh, I will say not to take us down a, a rabbit hole. Uh, I, from having spoken to other people around the league, but Firmly believe that there are other schools that are waiting until this TV contract adjusts so that they can have even better examples of damages to point to uh, when perhaps pushing a similar argument towards this conference. So just something to keep in the back of your mind. Um, but a lot of this conversation, whether it be today in Florida State or in the future with perhaps other members, is going to center around the 2016 extension that we're just getting into right now. Right. Okay, count two, the ACC punishments are unenforceable penalties. Again, this is this is really distilling down to, hey, this $572 million is not liquidated damages. This is really a penalty that's not allowed under Florida law. Strike that down. Florida State cut a check for $120 million, which is the exit fee you guys agreed to, and peace. Hello, private equity group for $120 million loan if you actually needed it, uh, which, who knows, maybe you... Maybe you wouldn't even have to. Uh, count three, the ACC materially breached its contract with Florida State. Th this is probably the best one, right? Uh, I I think. Again, I'm saying this with without knowing what they're going to get in discovery. And I, I'm sort of going on good faith that they wouldn't file this w w without some, you know, like they, you're not going to file this in bad faith, I, I don't believe. So, was the ACC allowed to do the 2016 modification? Did, Florida State is claiming they did not get, or that, that 
the ACC did that without the two-thirds required modification. Or sorry, the, the two-thirds. Let me just start this over. My bad, dude. I'm I'm a little sleep deprived after signing day and all, all the stuff and flying. Florida State's claiming that the ACC acted on this modification without getting the required two-thirds majority vote. All right. That's going to be a huge part in this. Huge. In fact, if you go to paragraph 81 in the complaint, I think it was 81, right? Yeah. All right. It says, uh, well, I, I actually, I'll, I'll start with 80. On August 14, 2021, the commissioner without agreement from Florida State uh, accomplished this extension by signing a formal amendment of the 2016 ACC Tier 1 agreement drafted by ESPN. The ACC obtained nothing from ESPN in return. It, and then goes on 81. Although the 2016 ACC Tier 1 agreement was a, quote, material media rights agreement under the ACC bylaw 2.3.1.Q, uh, it appears the ACC never secured the, quote, approval of the two-thirds of the directors to amend it as required by the ACC bylaw 2.10.3. So there it is right there. The Florida State's like, hey, you guys did this. They're saying this grant of rights change that you made is actually a media rights deal, right? A material media rights ag agreement, which is covered under the ACC bylaw. And y'all did not secure the two thirds vote for that. Okay. The ACC is either going to say, hey, no, it's not. The grant of rights is not specifically tied to the ESPN deal. And thus Florida State, you know, screw yourself, right? Because we are allowed to do this. This is not a material media rights deal. Or failing that, Florida State, guess what? Yes, we did. Here's here's where you voted on it right here. And you guys are idiots. Go home. Mm -hmm. If they can't do either of those things, then I think Florida State might have a real case here. Does that make sense? But there, this is this is fairly... It's a simple claim, but it's fairly complicated as to who who gave what approval and when, what are you approving and what specific approvals are required for certain actions. And like, does this classify, or like, does this qualify as that? Because the agreement says that if you do that, you have to get two thirds vote. But if you do this, you do not. Okay. So uh, there will be some billable hours in this for sure. Um, going back to my counts here. Anyway, I'm sure what everybody wants to know on a Friday before Christmas is Florida State going to get out of the ACC? I think eventually, for sure. Uh, are we going to maybe get the ESPN contract through Discovery and make and have it be part of the public domain now? Uh, it seems kind of likely, which would be kind of interesting to uh, to get our hands on and look at. But I I think that Florida State really. Um, if they can get the venue right here, if, if 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 they win on, hey, this is going to be in Florida, or if we go to federal, but it's construed under Florida law, I think you have to like their chances of either winning. It's a, or, it's really a settlement conversation, in my opinion. Yes, but, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if this gets if, if if this is decided under Florida law. I would probably bet on a settlement, you know? Yep. Um, 
if you got to fight this under North Carolina law, that doesn't mean like you just get pounded. I don't know North Carolina law, so I don't want to speak on that. You could certainly. There's also an aspect of like, do you want to keep a member who in your league who's like constantly suing you and complaining all the time? Mm -hmm. Probably not. That's why you worked with the private equity group, right? Private equity is not really option A. It's if you go through this and it doesn't work real well, you still like the ultimate goal is still to get the hell out of the ACC because more than half the members don't aspire to play at a level you do. They don't travel to your games. They're not interested in playing football at a high level, right? That's the Saudi Knowles thing we joke about. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I FSU has to like their facts decently, I think, to file this. If they don't have the facts, like they're gonna have egg on their face. Yeah, I think they they certainly, you know, this doesn't this didn't just come out of nowhere. This is goes back to August, goes back to it really goes back to 12 or 13 years ago. Um, <clears throat> I do feel like Florida State was in a place, purely my my belief, uh, that they needed to move forward with something. Like you had talked about it. You'd had the August Board of Trustees meeting. Um, I feel like this has kind of been in the 30-day hopper ever since then. You know, like there, there may be something coming in 30 days next, you know, let's see what happens next 30 days. And I think finally this was just, you know, the reason. And uh, I don't – I don't – look, today didn't happen because of two Saturdays ago or whatever. But I do think it was a, a, maybe the smallest of straws uh, that, that breaking the back. I mean, you and I heard all the rumors of this potentially happening – days or two before the ACC game. So I've, again, I'm not saying that this occurred because, but I do think that you can look yourself in the mirror even more and know what else is there to lose at this point. Like you, you are either going to get out of this conference or turn into a power eight. If you want to use that phrase or somebody else used, or some other people have used that phrase now that basically it is the big 10 and the SEC and, and a massive chasm uh, until you get to that next level. But it's as clear and evident as it's ever been uh, that you're either part of these two conferences or you're not. And the longer that you have the albatross of the ACC tied around your neck, uh, it's it's just a drag, unfortunately. I'm, I've, we'll get into signing day and we'll talk about that. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, if you have disappointments about signing day, that the, the ACC is, uh, is the 100% scapegoat. But I can tell you, you know, my opinion is that being in this conference and particularly what happened two weeks ago isn't doing you any favors in that arena either. Um, you know, this is a, it has become crystallized that if you're a big time football program and this school certainly strives to be, and has thrown its hat fully in the middle of ring of being such um, that it is no longer possible to do so while also being a member of the Atlantic coast conference. Tend to agree. Um, and again, we don't know what the future of college ball will look like. Uh, I, don't even know if the Big Ten SEC are going to be around in their current forms in 20 years. But I do think – Probably not. I mean, like, most likely they won't be, to be perfectly honest with you. I think uh, like 2027 to like 2037, which is basically – like to 2036, is a real crucial time for this sport. And you're, you're either sort of in or out. And uh, timing is oftentimes everything in business, right? So – 
you need, we're going to be paying players out of TV revenue pretty soon. I mean, what Chip Kelly said is not all that's going to come true. Certainly not in the near future, but they're going to start revenue sharing. Like, like he said, the players are the product, right? People don't come to the game to watch the coaches coach. You know, they, they, the band is great. Osceola is great, but, and that is probably going to be uncapped for at least a little while, meaning you can spend kind of however much you want, I think, if certain things happen or if certain agreements do not happen. Um, and if you're in the ACC, you're screwed. Like you could double the battle's end. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah look, I mean, I mean well, let's just let's just say your rev share is based off 10% of your TV contract. That's not a random number, by the way. I, I've yeah. heard that thrown around. Doesn't mean it's what it's gonna be. Your TV contract's 39 million annually, and the guys you're recruiting against are 90. I mean, you've got a you've got a six million dollar delta in NIL before anything else, and you're already you know, having uh, everybody else's equivalency of seminal boosters being able to directly raise money for NIL and other things like that because you have this large TV contract that allows you to build the buildings that of, you know, facilities aren't what they were maybe 20 years ago, but they still have a high level of priority with a lot of people. And that's a, something you've got to continue to push down the road, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there is going, and we've already seen it. We just haven't seen the full ramifications of it. There is going to be a financial delta created between these two conferences yeah. and everyone else that it is going to look like going to see the Atlanta Braves and then two days later going and seeing the Chattanooga Lookouts, okay? Uh, these are going to be two different levels of the sport that are being played. Uh, I don't even know who the Lookouts are affiliated with at this point, but I think they're double-A baseball. Longtime affiliates of the Reds. Minor league baseball is kind of you kind of bounce around a little bit more and more nowadays, but uh, great, uh, great minor league baseball team if you're ever traveling through that part of the world. Um, a couple other things here because I think the breach of contract is probably their best chance. I'm just going to read you through the re the rest of that count. All right. Um, prior to July 1, 2023, the ACC materially breached agreements with Florida State and at least in at least each and all the following ways. Uh, failing to exploit Florida State's athletic programs, uh, media rights, diluting those rights going forward, and failing to enrich Florida State's athletic programs to maintain their competitiveness. The diluting part is where they are saying that the league uh, adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU is diluting FSU's uh, uh, media rights, which is certainly true. Uh, the, the, the ESPN has that exclusive negotiating window, 27 to 36. Uh, and then they, they have the option to um, to exercise unilaterally, which Florida State is also uh, pretty pissed off about. Uh, failing to achieve responsible fiscal management and further fiscal stability of the enterprise. So the ACC now faces an existential crisis. They, they've outlined that in their complaint. I will link the complaint, by the way, in the show notes. It's 38 pages long. I'm not going to read every single page to you guys live on air. Uh, granting and then grossly mishandling the unilateral ESPN nine-year option with respect to Florida State's tier one media rights. That is kind of actually interesting. Um, FSU's alleging in this complaint that this, 
uh, ultimatum from ESPN might not have been an ultimatum. And if so, in following it, they really didn't get due consideration. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be interested in the discovery on that, to be honest. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, they continue here. This is kind of the big one. Amending the 2016 tier uh, ACC Tier 1 agreement without securing the approval of two-thirds of its directors required under the ACC Bylaw 2.10.3. Again, this is going back to what I was saying. If if that agreement is a material media rights agreement, then they have to have the two-thirds. So is it, number one? And then two, if it is, did they get that two-thirds uh, required uh, by the ACC Bylaws? Uh, extending for no consideration the unilateral ESPN nine-year option under the 2016 ACC Tier 1 agreement uh, in August 2021. Again, they extended it. They didn't even get any kind of new increase in uh, value relative to the current market rates of 2016. They actually kept them the same as 2012. That's in the complaint. If you guys read through it, you can see they have a side-by-side there. Uh Committing the ACC uh, to a tier one agreement for an unheard of period of 20 years at rates negotiated before year one while failing to secure a reciprocal commitment from ESPN for the last nine years. Again, it, it, it's pretty one-sided. Uh, undertaking the ill-conceived expansion of the ACC to include the Stanford, Cal, and SMU for the purpose of maintaining, uh, in the event of withdrawal of one or more members, the minimum number of members required by the ESPN agreements to the ACC, uh, despite the absolute dilution in the per-member value of the ACC's media rights. So this is actually kind of interesting. This is what I was talking about 15 yeah. or 20 minutes ago. This is where you'll, those of you in the chat, I see wondering why other institutions haven't jumped on board. Uh, when they do, this this is going to be a large part of the conversation. Agreed. Totally. Um, in some ways, adding those teams is a reason why you file now. Because if you file now, and we're going to get to this in, in another count, FSU is going to try to claim, doesn't mean it'll work, that if FSU leaves, the conference members are unharmed. Because Florida State leaving, you're still at the required minimum 14 teams. So the payouts are unchanged per school. Now, we all know 2025, or well, 2025 is the extension, but it would would take it, it would be in effect 27 to 36 they would get haircut like crazy, right? This is why I think if you're Florida State, based on your state law, and you're trying to get the court to say, yeah, this is a penalty, it's unconscionable, how can this this number hold up when there's actually no harm to the member schools? Because their payout is unchanged if Florida State leaves, right? At least <clears throat> right now, we all know that, uh, that I mean, the very point that, that, the ACC schools make, which is like, oh, Florida State's to blame for this because they were down for like eight years. Like, yeah, that's kind of the point. Like, right. Florida State is the league, essentially, yeah. as far as the value of the league. So, which is not fully true. Obviously, there are some other schools who matter too, but it, it is the most important brand you have in the league. And without FSU, the league, I think, would crumble, um, at least as far as with a power status. Uh, diminishing member ability to compete in championships. We already saw the ACC, I believe, what they're going to try to argue here, which is all of the other non-revenue sports that was in Jim Phillips' uh, statement today, which is probably what I would argue as well if I was him. Uh, and then 
uh, failing to protect the student athletes' hard earned right to participate in championships. Uh, best believe they have DVR and are probably watching all the shows and going back and seeing and counting the minutes that the ACC got with the broadcast partner ESPN as opposed to what the SEC got on. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so. can, we, can we have a table created of uh, side-by-side of uh, college game day minutes, just commissioner participation? I, I think... Um, so, uh, sorry, having a text for lawyer buddy on this. I can't say that joke on the air. All right. Uh, let me see. Count four, the ACC breaches fiduciary duties to Florida State. That That's essentially, it, it's very, it, it tracks really similarly to what the contract one is. I'm not going to waste everybody's time on that. It, I guess you could win on one and not the other. That's why you file both. But it, it, there's not. I'll have to think about the, the, the differences on that as far as with this set of facts. Um, let me see here. Uh, fundamental uh, failure or frustration of contractual purpose. This is, hey, uh, the ACC is our agent. They're a representative of our interests. They did not act in our interest. This contract does not allow us to fulfill our purpose right, which is to maximize our media rights and compete in championships. Pretty obvious there. And then um, count six, the ACC's grant of rights is unenforceable for several other reasons. This is basically like, this is, yeah, this is where you throw everything else in. Um, the the garbage plate, if you will. This is unconscionable. Let me see, what did we actually argue here? Um, Okay, the ACC grant of rights uh, directly and materially contradicts not only the ACC's constitution, but also the 2016 amended and restated multimedia agreement between ACC and ESPN, both of which expressly afford and provide Florida State with a fundamental right to withdraw from the ACC. Okay, ACC grant of rights purports uh, to subvert, if not eliminate, the fundamental rights of Florida State, uh, including its fundamental right to withdraw, although the ACC grant of right uh, makes no mention of either the ACC constitution and bylaws or the member withdrawal provisions negotiated in 2016 amended and restated multimedia agreement between ACC and ESPN uh, under the legal document. Um, that where there's a conflict between the generals to prevail. Okay, yeah. All right, anyway. They're saying that, like, that this penalty is is unconscionable, um, that the grant of rights cannot control the Constitution of the ACC. The ACC Constitution controls uh, over the grant of rights. Anyway, uh, sorry for... Yeah, the chat doesn't love what I'm reading here. That's probably even a worse experience on the air. It's fun uh, to listen to. Uh, um, the ACC grant of rights uh, effectively deprives Florida State of the only means it has to protect itself from being disadvantaged by the ACC. So that's we're trapped uh, unfairly. All right. And then uh, count seven. Uh, that, that's where they argue more of the unconscionable stuff. Um, yeah, here's where they put it. I'm sorry. I, I, I knew this ran together. Yeah, it's yeah, monstrously ha- uh, harsh, shocking to the conscience, and the results produce that, that. That's where you yeah say like this is just not a not a legal contract. You know, um, this is not something you can agree to. Certain contracts are invalid because they're like illegal. Like seriously immoral, unconscionable, that 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 kind of stuff. I don't know. 
Um, there's no count in there for for like ACC officiating, which I'm surprised about. Like we, it the the way this this opens is very like it. They, they wrote this to play, I think, to the fan base and to the boosters and donors as well, for sure. As you should. I mean, it, like you have got a lot of pages to play with to you know to to really appeal to your base and before you have to get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Um, I mean the the opening paragraph. The stunning exclusion of the ACC's undefeated football champion for the 2023-24 college ball playoff uh, in deference to, to two one-loss teams from two competing Power 4 conferences. Chris, Power 4. Mm-hmm. Yes. Crystallized the years of failures by the ACC to fulfill its most fundamental commitments to Florida State and its members. Those fundamental commitments explicitly made and acknowledged in writing with the ACC include the ACC's duty to generate substantial revenues for its members and the and constitutional purpose to foster quality competitive opportunities for student-athletes in championships a mission to quote maximize uh, athletic opportunities for its student athletes and division to be at the forefront in athletic achievement. The ACC has fumbled all four. So yeah, this, this is, if you're a Greenberg truck, this is fun to write. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fumbled, yeah. right? Yeah. Fumbled. Like, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Lost good time. At the goal line. This is, this is fun. Yeah. Um. Also. Yeah. Somebody, somebody there is probably in charge of going over like every minute of television that ESPN, SC Network, like Fox, ACC Network, ESPN2, ESPNU has produced uh, over like the last two months. And that's going to be a lot of billable hours. Oh, they, there, they, there will they, be hours galore. They crank a lot of content. Yeah. So how many of those do you think Jim Phillips was on versus Sankey? It's a great question. Great question. I, I think I've also learned about you as in addition to gambling, college football, Etc. You've got a hell of a future as potential uh, disclaimer guy. You know, just reading reading the disclaimer part of adverts. That's that's you you can add that to your list, bud, of things Dude, that you may one time want to just dabble in professionally. The worst is the FanDuel disclaimer. Mm. God. Okay, so we have this on Cover Three, and we have to do it a unique read every Sunday. Well, it's actually Sunday morning early hours because we get done. You know. And every state has their own individual problem gambler helpline and website. And so you can't, it's not just like, hey, call like 1 800 mm-hmm. gambler or whatever. It right. is. It's get help. It's yeah. like, like, you know, call the red line for help. And it, mm-hmm. Arkansas, it's like, all right, 1 800 enough. And in Massachusetts, it's this and like, whatever they are. And it's, it's like on a 24 inch monitor, the disclaimer is almost half the monitor mm. in single space. It's insane. Um, if ever there was a man for the task um it's bad so yeah i mean i think today is just a monumental day that to an extent you kind of knew something similar like this had to happen at some point in time and this has been you know whatever you decide i would i would say that this has been more or less in the works for 10 or 11 years. You can certainly go back and look at the 2016 extension and point to that date, wherever it may be. Uh, but this, um, very, very significant. I mean, this is a, this is a big damn deal and it's going to be wildly influential as to what Florida state's future conference affiliation is. And to an extent, whether or not anybody can really put a grant of rights in a contract again, moving forward. Um, when it comes to this arena, not, not, I'm certainly not trying to extrapolate it more than what we're speaking of. Uh, venue is the first thing that I would look at. Many people have pointed out. We've talked about the importance of that. Um, 
And then I'll just say this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out should Florida State become available. Um, and you're going to have a – you're watching a hell of a tug of war happen right now between Fox and, and uh, ABC, Disney, ESPN, however you want to phrase it, um, for content. And what would happen to the conference? What would happen to Florida State? If, say, Florida State and a couple other schools – Go to the Big Ten. And also, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how Fox, because Fox doesn't necessarily have two hands, but they've got the hand that is the Big Ten and then not an insignificant commodity in the Big 12 either. And if this starts to, say, for the premier brands, just throw a Florida State, UVA, UNC, Clemson. Let's say they all land in the Big Ten just uh, for back of the napkin type stuff. Does the Big 12... Grab, you know, Miami, Louisville, NC State, Georgia Tech, whatever, some gathering of those schools and and turn into a, a rather significant con- uh, conference of his own. And does Fox, over the next 10 years, wrestle away college football from a media property that, honestly, I didn't think anybody could even dream of doing? Now, the SEC is the SEC, and that's not going anywhere, but if you are Fox and you have the Big Ten – which is this national um, scattering of, of very large brands all over the country with very large paychecks to allow those programs to reach their, um, you know, their ceiling, or at least in theory, not provide financial barriers to reaching their ceiling. And then also having a kind of secondary conference of the Big 12, um, we're going to watch a college football tug of war play out. And it's going to be very interesting to see. Agreed. I mean, I, so there are just not many lots left to buy out there if you're trying to expand your grip on the neighborhood, right? To, to steal Jim Phillips' gated neighborhood thing. Mm. And if, if Florida State's like a free and clear property, I'm like 99.99% convinced that the Big Ten would want FSU. I don't think you would do this if you did not have uh, reason to believe, right? Not, of course, backdoor dealing, but just maybe media consultants gauging the likelihood that uh, a conference would want you. And I think that is more likely the Big Ten. But to your point, man, the SEC is not really going to love the Big Ten becoming the true national conference. Because Fox, and obviously, disclosure here, I work for CBS. CBS has a large piece of the Big Ten, not as large as Fox. Fox would have everything west of the Rockies. You know, it, it would have a large part of the Midwest. It'd have a nice chunk of the East, and they would be encroaching on the South, too. That's a lot of eyeballs. A whole lot. Um, yeah. So... I would not be surprised if the SEC wanted to play defense or well, ESPN wanted to play defense. I mean, it, it ESPN basically owns the SEC and, 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 uh, and the ACC uh, essentially, uh, or at least I think they call the shots. So anything else here, on my stuff. We'll see if both sides really believe their filings. That'll dictate 
well, obviously, where the the venue jurisdiction will will dictate quite a bit, right? Uh, you know, if if we're in if we're in Florida, we'll see how how much they really, uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how much the ACC really believes its side, and how hard they want to fight this. Um, and honestly, how, how much FSU does as well? Because there's probably a number where the ACC comes to FSU and FSU is like, "No, nah, we're 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 going to push this to the goal line and, and, and get out for zero mm-hmm. If they really think the position is that strong, but we don't know. I don't think it's reasonable to speculate on this at this point because, again, we don't even know where this is going to be settled or tried or litigated, depending on what you want to go with there. Um, so you see, man, the chat is on fire today. You know what we didn't do? We should probably give a shout out to some sponsors. Yeah. You know, 41 minutes in. It's a good okay. idea. Yeah. Where, where is Chad? <laughs> Chad, come on, man. Like the most important old cast we've ever done. I even put on a collared shirt, you know, and, and we're all right. Legendary home loans team, 844 FSU loan. Chad's going to do a great job for you. I think they absolutely kill it. More than 500 Nolcast listeners have been really happy with the legendary team. Look at that. The chat is 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 launching off these sponsors. Teleprompter. Yes. I believe Chad has a special deal for you if you are a return customer of Legendary, by the way. So if you've already gone already gone through one, I think he's got something special cooked up for you. So we will see about that. 844 FSU loan. Also the link to the website. Uh, fsuhomeloans.com is in the show notes. Uh, congruity? You talked to Matt Lewis lately? Haven't talked to Matt recently. I have to check in on him, see how he's doing. Haven't had a chance to, or haven't had a reason to check in with him professionally because when you work with congruity, things just get taken care of and you don't have to worry about that. But uh, no, Matt Lewis, fantastic individual, massive Florida State fan, and a great partner for this podcast for a long time. Matt Lewis is our uh, friend. Matt Lewis is a guy that we wholeheartedly recommend that you work with as well. Uh, CongruityHR.com is the website. And as always, I'm more than happy to make a third-party introduction. Who else do we have to thank here? Oh, Charlie Park? Yes, Charlie Park. Awesome place. Every time I'm in Tallahassee, I try to go by... uh, it's just a it's a unique spot, fantastic bar, a lot of great options that maybe you not find at other places if you're looking for a little bit of a unique bourbon or scotch or something like that. Uh, great ribeye. Uh, I'm always telling you all about the, uh, the the lemon curd toast that I like so much, but uh, no, a lot of great different options, a lot of seasonal uh, cocktails that are fantastic. It's just a fun place to go to. CharliePartRooftop.com is the restaurant. And a big thanks to Matt and his whole team at For the Table Restaurant Group. All right. I think that's it. Tarpon Sellers? Matt's got to be ho- hoping Big Ten, right? You know, I mean, obviously, SEC is great. I'm more making a joke about uh, fan bases love now and appreciate a good ribeye. Uh, but, oh, man. Uh, I will say, you know, look, if Florida State were to go to the Big Ten, I know that it would be great if it was SEC. You'd have all, you'd have Auburn and all these teams rolling in each weekend. I do think um, I do think there's an underappreciation 
as to the size of these fan bases that exist in the Big Ten outside of Michigan and Ohio State. You know, like like I think people would be shocked by how many Wisconsin fans showed up to Florida State game, uh, Iowa. These are big teams, big programs with deep intergenerational uh, connections and fans that travel. The SEC is the best fit, in my opinion, for multiple reasons. It's not the only fit. And uh, if you do, and, and like we said, this is probably just a 10 to 20 year stopover regardless. You just want to make sure that you're on those trains as this stopover occurs and that you're not having to operate at a financial delta that over time is more or less impossible. Completely. Um, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about here, I think. Oh, dude. I just got paid for by, by Elon, $37. I had some absolute banger tweets this month. I I, I got to talk to Elon about the exchange rate here on, on, on Twitter. Like, what, what are we doing? Um. All right, so to recap, Florida State wants this done in the state of Florida. The ACC suing, they want it done in North Carolina. Where this goes down will be a large factor in who wins and by how much, okay? Did FSU actually approve the 2016 uh, modification? Did the ACC actually need its approval to do so? So we have to interpret, is that a material media rights deal as covered by the ACC's constitution or not? And then if so, did FSU actually approve it? I think the answer here, most likely just reading a complaint, if I had to guess, this is not legal advice, is that FSU did not approve it but the ACC interprets it as something that does not require approval under the constitution, right? Otherwise, like that would be ridiculous. Uh, how crazy does a court think a nine-year unilateral extension is? Is that in and of itself unconscionable? Did the ACC act in good faith? Did it breach the contract? Did it breach its fiduciary duty to its member schools, including Florida State, by agreeing to that? Because remember, the ACC in this case is FSU, FSU's agent. They're supposed to act. On behalf of the member schools, is the GOR $572 million penalty, is that a liquidated, should that be construed as liquidated damages? And then if so, are those damages reasonably, uh, like, do, do they, are they basically what the actual damages could be contemplated to be? Again, I think the real whole question is, is that liquidated damages? Because there's no way that that's what the actual damages would be. And if so, can the court invalidate those as uh, an unlawful penalty, thus wiping it. Again, that goes back to the first point I made, which is North Carolina or Florida is going to decide quite a bit of this. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where we are. Timeline, I don't know. We will see. A monumental day. Um, parts of me wishes this would have occurred earlier that's also just real easy to say when you're you know riding in the back seat not really familiar as to the inner workings of how this process took place or what led them here exactly as to i'm saying today obviously the the macro things as to what led them here we just spent 47 minutes talking about and if you're 47 minutes this deep into a podcast like this you're pretty familiar but um it's just a moment in time, man. I'm glad it's happened. It's not something that we have to, you know, continually keep an eye on. And and now you're going to have a, you know, pretty interesting series of events play out. Um, I know there's a lot of wants for how timeline this plays out. Man, we don't know. Uh, venue is 
not to be redundant, but venue is going to be an awful lot. Venue is the first thing to look for here. Um, how the ACC's lawsuit yesterday impacts that. I'm skeptical that that really changes things, but again, not an attorney, just from having talked to other people in the arena. Um, Florida State's fully committed to playing athletics at the absolute highest level, and today was yet another uh, example of that, and it's going to have significant ramifications and things that we can talk about for quite a long time, bud. Yes, it will. A little bit longer pod coming up, kind of roster management, et cetera. Um, I did see probably the most well-run collective lose multiple starters to the portal uh, within the last week. Like probably the most most well funded and most well run. I'll text you about it. And it looks like their fan base melts down too. So uh yeah. I'm not sure who you're referring to. I've there's two names that come to mind, but uh mm-hmm. yeah, no, absolutely. We'll have a, a conversation about signing day. Uh I'll talk from my perspective the battles in as as uh clearly and, and frankly as I can, and we'll have that we'll record that in the next day or so and have that out to you. Um Interesting conversation to be had, a really solid class to go back and look at uh, that we need to have that conversation as well. And a lot of of good things happen in the world of Florida State college football and uh, look forward to having a broader roster conversation. All right, man. Uh, We'll get this into the feeds and everybody appreciate it. Everybody like the video, share the video if you will. We're we're trying to just keep this strictly to – the lawsuit and kind of what it means so that it's hopefully evergreen for like at least a week uh, until it just becomes craziness again. And uh, yeah, see y'all soon.